I was skeptical until I actually showed up and was like, oh, wow. I remember leaving that event thinking, this is somewhere we could stay. And it, it had been a while since I'd been able to, to say that about any place. So I think in, in some ways, LARP, I don't want to say saved us, but um, it kind of filled, it filled a, a void that, that we were missing. for my brother Ashton and myself, Evan, talk about LARPing and LARP-related subjects. We recently got back into LARPing after a hiatus of about 10 or 12 years, so we're excited to talk about it and share what we know and what we've learned and what other people are doing. Currently, we're focusing on the group we're playing with, Frontier Dawn. Today, we're Talking a little bit about what LARPing as a couple is like with Joe and Felicia. Yeah, a married couple that is on staff at the game and two pretty cool people that we've met and talked with. But you have a little experience yourself, Evan. Your current GF is playing with you. Yeah, I asked if she wanted to and not completely surprisingly, she said she wanted to join and uh, she got more into it than I expected, which was silly of me because she likes fantasy dramas and all that good stuff. And uh, she's really enjoyed her time and nice uh, doing a little activity together and getting to bond a little more over this. Right. It's not necessarily the the thing you could just assume someone would be into. If they're not already into, like, I don't know, D&D and theater and costume making. <laughs> right, right. Well, she likes to wear pretty costumes. So that helps. Yeah. Yeah, my wife, um, she's not expressed a lot of interest. I probably, if I wanted to push, could get her into it. Uh, it's a little hard now that we live far away and we have a s- small baby. Uh but, you know, she's the same thing. She's, you know, super into Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all that. So, yeah, it's more the um, on-the-spot making up, thinking what to say stage fright, I think, for her more than anything. Uh, you know, and I try to explain I have that still, so. Right, yeah, me too. So, fun activity to do with a spouse if you can get them on board. Uh, but to tell us more about that, we're going to talk with Joe and Felicia. So check that out now. Alrighty, joining me and Evan right now are Joe and Felicia, and we are going to talk about LARPing and specifically today LARPing as a couple. And so uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? First, Joe. I'm first. All right. So I'm Felicia. Um, I've been LARPing for about three years now, total. Almost four. Almost four years now. Um, never LARPed before, before I started, um, but it's one of my favorite hobbies. Um, yep. And I've done everything from staff to NPC to PC, you name it. Cool. I guess I'm Joe. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we've been LARPing for about almost four years now. Um, I guess like total as like a player, it's only probably less than a year. (laughs) 
uh, we kind of got pulled in the staff. I don't know if that's like luck or or what. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it luck sometimes. Um, but we've we've been fortunate enough to uh, to come into uh, LARPing and and kind of meet, I guess, really good people and have a great time doing it. Uh, it was something that before we started LARPing, I was kind of looking into something we could do as a couple together. So uh, yeah, sort of like pledged from there. Like <laughs> totally dragged me into it. He yeah. just like came home. He's like, there's a LARP 20 minutes away. He goes, I think we can get a costume together. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. So you hadn't really LARPed before that. How did you find out about LARPing then? Um, research. Um, I didn't know anybody that LARPed and it actually started with uh, Nerf Swords. <laughs> oh, nice. Funny. Uh, so I was looking, because we have two boys, and I was looking for something that was safe and fun for them to use that was also durable. Mm. Um, so I just started internet searching and came across a website that was selling latex swords um, with the moniker LARP at the beginning. And you know, then I started researching what the hell LARP was. Uh, came across a couple of movies. Yeah. Role models. That's yeah. a badass of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of, it kind of went from there. That was our inspiration. That's funny. That's always interesting to me how people get into this or find out about it. Cause I always kind of assume there's a progression of like, um, you know, usually like tabletop gaming and or video games. And then they know somebody that's done it before and they're like, yeah, that's for me, you know, but that's cool. I've never heard of somebody who just kind of stumbled upon it. It sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a stumbling. <laughs> I think I think you were looking for um you had to give me some sort of rationale to spend money on another on another hobby. So I think you wanted to buy this expensive sword and you were like, How can I pitch this to my wife? So she won't put that at me. And you're like, But LARPing and you could sew costumes and like do makeup, it's really artsy and I was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, at one point at one point I actually bought her a sewing machine. Yeah. It's oh, like cool. a it was like a little push. I was, co- I was costuming slave. <laughs> so all night. <laughs> that was nice. Those are always good to have. You guys want to tell us a little bit of how you guys met or a little bit of your backstory also? As much as you want to share. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's a dramatic story. No, we've, uh, we met in high school. He was a, a grade above me. Um, and we didn't really like each other at first at all. Well, she hated me. Classic. I thought you were pretentious <laughs> and you thought I was pretentious. But I was pretentious. You were. It's true. <laughs> he was. He was the moody, you know, guitarist. With, you know, came. We went to private school, and he came from public school. So it was like, oh, he got all the stories why he got kicked out of public school and came to private school. And I was this. Uh, it was the Heath Ledger like ten things I hated. <laughs> like, anything you imagine this kid would would do, he, you know. I was it just da- kind of became a story. I was dating our class president and valedictorian, and um, rolling with the popular the popular kids um but then we uh we both were in art and we both kind of became our art teachers favorites and she kind of sort of without knowing it set us up mm. um so we've been uh kind of off and on friends almost dating for all throughout high school and then didn't really get together officially until college yeah um, and he had, uh, he had had our, uh, stepson Parker at the time, who was, uh, two, I think yep. when we started going out, um, 
Yeah, and then we ended up, uh, now we have Brighton, it's ours, and then uh, got married and started combining our, our nerd powers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not always for good. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> wow, that's so, like, screenplay, like, you guys just, <laughs> that's like a movie plot right there. That's perfect. No, that's cool. So, he got you, he got you into it, or it was like, was it a tough sell? Because you said there's a little bit of cost involved, but he explained it, and you're like, "Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's let's start doing it." And then it was kind of all in, or I think it was a little bit of a tough sell because yeah. my hobby is hobbies, <laughs> mm. so, so I like collect hobbies, um, so many hobbies at detriment to my wallet, our wallet, <laughs> and the space that we have available to us. Like we're sitting here in a room that has. Disassembled Nerf guns, partial sewing projects, foam bits everywhere, and board games and music stuff. And it's just a hodgepodge of, of everything. Cats somewhere in the mix, <laughs> buried under the <laughs> um, Yeah, it was pretty much all in. And it was tough because we kind of started, we were in a bit of a, look at a little reel here. Um, we were kind of in a, a really rough patch um financially emotionally we just had a a pretty big falling out with um kind of what was our support circle our our group of friends and we kind of had to detach we moved and we're kind of on our own um and we kind of we're looking i think for for an anchor we were kind of ready to 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 branch out and kind of make friends create a network and just reconnect with each other through something besides our kind of our mutual mess financially we were kind of crazy that we started LARPing when we were like really tough off financially I think the first costume was Mugen and it was a clearance furry um tree skirt which apparently is a really popular go-to for cheap fur for costuming um and then old sheets Mm -hmm. um, that I cut up because that's like a couple yards of fabric right there for for free um, and just kind of bits of things that I had pulled out my old sewing kit and kind of hodgepodge it together. So financially it was tough. We kind of went in, we didn't have much of a support circle. Um, so it was a bit of a risk and, um, I'm really glad that we took it because we kind of came out of it on the other side with a group of really awesome new friends. And uh, we realized we could be our most nerdy selves. And that there was a there was a place for that. We never really had a place a place for that before. Yeah, we kind of we grew up uh, with pretty uh, conservative, like Christian families. Um, Harry some, Potter was some, the devil. Yeah, some <laughs> some of ours worse than the other. Uh, yeah, my parents were were really strict. I was actually just talking to uh, Josh Yoder about that the other day because he posted this like. Uh, video um, about like anti-Halloween stuff. My parents were like big into that. Yeah, Halloween was Satan's, ho- <laughs> Satan's holiday. <laughs> so it wasn't really a trip down nostalgia. It was just like, oh man, nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nightmare fuel. But uh, yeah, my parents like. I guess that's why like you know we don't have the Dungeon and Dragon background, or the tabletop background. Yeah, we never did tabletop um, because that stuff was like. You know, scene is like taboo at least or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's super interesting. Um and 
So talk a little bit more about finding the group and getting this new group of friends. You said you just Googled and found a nearby LARP and it just happened to be this group that you're kind of still a part of or tell us a little bit about that. Well, I guess I was part of the cell for me in my mind was like coming up with the cell and how to pitch it. How long did you work that before presenting it to me? It was, it was a pretty long while because I researched a lot of LARPs in the area. Um, uh, you know, weighing distance, price. Uh, I kind of like stalked a couple of groups for a while and like didn't say anything and just kind of like saw how they interacted with each other. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me was like presence on Facebook was like probably a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, just why we settled on Fagelin because, um, you know, the, the owner and director of Phelan, uh, Tony, he just seemed like, yeah, it seemed like a family. And, you know, obviously we said, you know, like we were kind of hurting because we, there was like a falling out with like pretty much, it was, a, it was a pretty bad falling out from where we were before because, you know, church had been our lives, like all of our life. And we were starly, slowly starting to realize that like, it wasn't for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> To a degree, we were churchless, kind of communityless, and <laughs> yeah. you know, we'd grown up in that. Yeah, so, the church know. was our family, uh, so to speak. So we needed a new, a new family, um, which is yeah, what we were, what we were looking for. Um, didn't think we'd really find it, but um, but we we definitely did. Fagon was, I think we were really lucky in picking that as our first LARP um, mm-hmm. because from stories I've heard, there's you know people don't always have the most positive first LARP experience. Um, but we rolled up and just were warmly welcomed, um, creepily in, in some cases, but overall very, very, very <laughs> <laughs> well, it is LARPing. <laughs> so some more warmly than others, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And just, were just kind of absorbed very quickly into it. Um, and that was, uh, I think I didn't realize it. I was skeptical until I actually showed up um, and was like, oh, wow. Like this is, I remember leaving that event thinking this is somewhere we could stay. Um, and it, it had been a while since I'd been able to, to say that about any place. So I think in, in some ways LARP, I don't want to say saved us, but um, it kind of filled, it filled a, a void that, that we were missing. And I know that's kind of our passion now as we're, starting Frontier Dawn and building that up. I know we all kind of wanted to recreate that for other people mm-hmm. because I know we aren't the only um, two people. We're not going to be the only two people that ever felt like they needed um, a home and a family and a community. And of, of weird fellow, fellow <laughs> really weird, weird people, people. <laughs> <laughs> can all come together and be weird. <laughs> no, I definitely understand. Um, you can be yourself around, you can, in a sense of community, I mean, that's an important element of LARP. Um, you know, it's like gaming plus theater plus community is what I think um, people who get into it, that's some of the things that really, that make it kind of special in a way, not to be too flowery or whatever, but um, those are important things. And especially in our age of like Facebook and social media, there's sort of these pseudo communities that people our age are realizing like it's not really as fulfilling as it kind of appears to be, you know, as much as one-on-one interaction and really being a part of something and investing in something and, um, you know, like a community, a group of people you can connect with. 
which I think I'm hearing you say in this group. So that's pretty cool that you found the group and it worked out like that. And what I thought of earlier, you were saying about it's not always people's experience. Um, Evan and I went to, not the bash, but we went to another LARP um, in Pittsburgh. We had played one a little bit growing up and then tried out a different one like when we were in college. And I can't remember it exactly. I just kind of remember walking away, not feeling like super connected. Yeah. And we'd been kind of left out and it yeah. wasn't a great experience. Yeah, it's kind of hard because... You know, you hear about those experiences, and I, I think that has to do with, like, I, I hear that a lot of times from LARPs that have been running for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that, like, I hope never happens at Frontier Dawn, but to, to some degree, like, I think it's an inevitability. Like, at some point, you're going to have such a dedicated player base that they're going to, like, get to the point where they're like, there's no more room for, for more family. Maybe that won't happen, you know. With, with Frontier Dawn or maybe it might but when you get a, a big enough core group and they've been playing together for so long you have like outside people coming in you know and sometimes like I think that can be seen as like as like a as a threat <laughs> or it begins to kind of the, the group begins to fragment um I know we saw a little bit of that happening with um with uh, Fagelin because right after we started going there was this huge boom where we were getting like a dozen new players each time. Like it just, it was like exploding and um, it was really hard to kind of keep that um, like the core people that had been there from the beginning. Um, it kind of put stress on that, on that core group. It was like, how do you handle? Well, it's stressing the core group. It's stressing the staff mm-hmm. because the staff you're, you're trying to, at, at a certain point after a certain amount of years, you're trying to reward those people who have been there for forever um but make it rewarding for someone who just rolled up so that they'll want to stay yes. and that's that's the larp issue like the toughest yeah battle yeah that can be hard in any organization um just kind of the growing pains and sometimes when you got a good thing going it can grow so fast that that's almost a problem like if you're not either prepared to handle it and it's a tough thing to handle too you know that yeah it can be hard to both continue to support existing people or the people that invested initially plus support new people and make them feel, you know, connected and in the group. Um, so I understand that <laughs> frustration, that difficulty, but it's good to, sounds like you guys are aware of it at least. So <laughs> that's a good first step. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we have a really good uh, community um, of people who uh, not only care about the game, they care about, you know, what we stand for and, the charity aspect of our game. Um, mm-hmm. And they're very, you know, our group is very friendly. They're very outgoing. They want to welcome people. They want to like bring people in. It's such a great thing as like starting Frontier Dawn uh, to have that kind of community who is really welcoming because in a sense, it's your great time that, you know, you said you had at Frontier Dawn is in a way it's, it's a large part due to the community more than mm-hmm. staff. I mean, like you said, like we didn't even get to meet, you know, <laughs> we like we didn't, I didn't even, I don't think I said anything to you. Maybe I said hello, like, mm-hmm. you know, in passing or whatever, <laughs> but you know, it's still wrapped up in what we were doing or whatever. That's like, you know, it, it's hard sometimes to, to, to meet every player. And uh, it's something that, you know, I think all of us on staff, like try to do, we try and like, you know, meet and greet the new players and, um, 
you know, see if they need any help. Like, uh, we run the game itself, like as like kind of this, uh, family community of, of people that came together to, to start this game. And in a lot of ways, like we, we take on different roles and we, you know, we've all put our ideas into this and we all kind of have our little, like, you know, sections of the game that we know better than, than, than the next person or whatever. But I see it's like a web when we try and like catch every catch everybody before. You know, yeah. <laughs> so they don't fall the web. <laughs> Who's my first character was, uh, Cito. Your first LARP character. Yeah. yeah with was Cito. So I went with my very first LARP character it was a full makeup race. So body paint, head to toe, well, teal. I mean, in that regard, when we when we were thinking about what characters we would play when we you know first started LARPing, um, I mean, I know I was like pretty nervous uh, as far as like I was expecting um, I can't remember the character's name, but the king from from uh, from role models to just be like, who are these like peasants? You know, like I didn't want to walk in like Paul Rudd like. You know, like I'm too cool to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted costuming and everything like that to be on par, so that like to a degree, like I could hide behind the costuming and be like, "See, like I really like went all out." Like if I couldn't pull off the the character aspect, you could just be silent in a really good costume yeah. and like at least not <laughs> screw up the immersion of the game. What we don't want to do is roll in and like derail it with like a stupid costume or like yeah. a stupid accent. So like at least we can make it look good if we're there just like blend in, in the background and look good in pictures. <laughs> that was our plan too. Right? Just have a really good costume to make up for the fact that you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, that's probably what we were thinking. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Same thing. It's like it's like no, we want to be here and do a good job, even if we don't remember every lore, backstory, and kingdom yeah. history. Not that I thought about it actually going in because I just took time for the costume so someone was asking me like about uh, it was uh, Arn Arn um, Sigmarson was uh, asking me like about my backstory and I just like made it up as I went along he was like the military he had like an accent and a fleshed out character he'd been playing for like five years and I was like um I'm from here (laughs) and then like I didn't realize that I accidentally picked the most hated class because mm. like the year before the spellbenders or whatever had completely like slaughtered half the town and like wrecked the timeline. And I'm like, Hey, I'm a spellbender. And everyone like went for their weapons. And I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> I well, it was like the costuming and everything like that being like really good. I think at some point, like, uh, <laughs> they would like Tony would always, you know, he, he knows a lot of people in the large community and, uh, you know, sometimes he was, he's able to, get those people to come to his game and NPC, which is like a really a, gr- a great thing to have because you can bring in NPC characters with faces that people don't recognize and have it be a little more immersive. Um, so I think at one point they actually thought that that's what was going on. Then they pulled us from some <laughs> other LARP to come in and like, uh, that's funny. take immersion to like the next level or something. And then I was felt really bad because they were like, they were confused. And this whole thing where everyone was like, where are they from? We were all in full body paint too, because you were completely red. Yeah, because I, I I played a hobgoblin. I painted my, you know, whatever part of my body you could see, I painted it like, like blood crimson red. Yeah, <laughs> you, have, you didn't have the teal there at the time. And I, you know, I did like contouring and stuff like that to make it look more natural. And 
Yeah. yeah. You look like some crazy red, like samurai warrior. And I had teal and I had iridescent scales painted, like contouring my face and this like long teal wig. Um, we actually went to a convention because the, uh, Tony was like, please come to the convention and kind of help promote our game. Just come as your two characters, just walk around and like ham it up. And um, we showed up the first day of the convention out of costume and went up to everyone and was like, hey, and everyone was like freaking out. Like, why are these Who people are trying to hug me? And we realized <laughs> they had no clue what we looked like um, or who we were kind of like out of character. So that was pretty rare. Hashtag LARP problems. Right? <laughs> when you don't recognize someone because they're not in costume. You know, I was like, t- I was talking before about like the whole like stalking LARP thing. And I was like, stalking and it just having this opportune time where uh, Josh, Josh Yoder uh, was was eyeing Fagelin at the same time. And so like, <laughs> I knew a lot about Josh Yoder before we went, but like, uh, you know, he, he played like this gnome character who kind of like knew it all. And he kind of like, you know, was, you know, kind of surprised. I think like Tony like knew lore better than some of the people who've been going there for like a really long time. Uh, he's a wonderful character named Simon Bizzleby. Uh, this is one of my, you know, one of the, one of my favorite characters uh from Fagelin to interact with i remember him telling me after you know we you know we became friends like uh probably like four three or four months like after we started playing at Fagelin because our characters were kind of like in different aspects of like the game uh so we didn't really interact because like his character was like i'm the center of attention um and my character was like don't talk to me i'll shoot you in the back with an arrow uh <laughs> Pillow Archer. Yeah, <laughs> Pillow Archer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he said that like he was like trying to like find us on other LARPs, like websites and stuff like that because he was like, who are these people? Like, you know, another like you know, like kind of like Tony like knows a lot of people who've LARPed or you know in the area, and he couldn't figure out who we were or what game we came from. Um, so he pretty much just like came out and just like asked me, and I was just like, we've never LARPed before, and he like didn't believe me. <laughs> uh, I guess her costume was so <laughs> I have to admit though, you, you did a really good for not ever like before. I was kind of impressed by your uh your like role play skills. Like uh, my character stayed a lot quieter. I didn't qu- quite know how to get into characters. So I kind of played myself and just in a really good costume. Um and it worked well because people didn't know me, so they thought it was my character. Um it was really just me. But um Joseph really like transformed um really got into this this character and people just gravitated towards him i mean yeah it's awkward it was because <laughs> he's like an introvert like he's the introvert and i'm the extrovert so i'm always the one that kind of takes the spotlight and it was really we're gonna sound like really cheesy but i don't know i kind of like had this in-game crush on him even though it was like heavy <laughs> Um, because it was like it was a new side of him that I hadn't seen, and I realized I liked seeing him in the spotlight because I always knew what an amazing person he was, but he always kind of stayed in the in the background. And now to kind of see other people gravitate towards that and acknowledge that, um, I would just kind of sit back and like watch him like role play with everybody and just see how the town kind of the players just gravitate toward him, followed him. Um, <laughs> some girls and guys would hit on him quite often. We all thought that I would be the one, right? Like I'd show up and do all these guys like, oh my gosh, it's a girl. Like that's kind of stereotype I had. But oh my God, he was like, 
he was the bell of the ball. Like, it was like back off from my husband, seriously. But uh, it brought out a side of him, and it was really cool to see him kind of take was, control. I think it was the Batman voice. It was, <laughs> you look really good in red. You really do. <laughs> like, I like the red. I like the red. Well, now red I am thing. red, like, because of blushing. But, <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, Mugen was, Mugen was pretty hot. Gotta, gotta admit. So, yeah, my character had a... Uh, well... <laughs> I wanted to play like a Batman style character. Of course. Um, but like I kind of mixed it with a bunch of things. I, 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 the character had like a split personality. Mm. And so you had, it was, you know, like my, I don't, I guess I made my Skype thing because my character's name was Mugen and like sent you the Skype name. And I was like, Holy cow. Mugen uh, Sarek. Yeah. Mugen so like that was actually the two people was like, one was Mugen and the other was like Sarek. And, uh, Mugen was like the stoic character that uh, he was trying to get power. Basically, um, he wasn't really Batman, <laughs> but like he wanted to be. He wanted to be the very best. <laughs> but it was it was kind of bad because um, I met uh, Pete Rooney, um, you know, at Faglen, Um and he was the his character was. He's the constabulary. He was like the sheriff, the head sheriff of like the town. Law and um, order. And this is a PC or an NPC? It was a he, PC. He was a PC. Okay. So it was a PC, you know, like sheriff or whatever. Mm. And um, he was trying to get like new people to, uh, to, to get on the constabulary, but he wasn't really having any luck uh because a lot of people wanted to join the military because it quote unquote paid better <laughs> it actually <laughs> if you didn't die we never got paid our money <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i wanted like my character i was thinking as my character like i really wanted to be on the constabulary because if i committed a crime or needed to commit a crime i could falsify the evidence or burn the evidence mm. um Genius. so <laughs> yeah but there was this whole like talk like out of game where he was just like, yeah, I don't really want somebody to like to join. Like before we were friends, you know, to join um, the constabulary, like if their character's intentions are good. So I pretty much had to like pull out this lie for like the longest time out of game. Um, you know, so so that people wouldn't like, you know, metagame, they call it, um, uh-huh. or something outside of game and use it to your advantage in game. So everybody thought my characters was really good on the surface and it kind of allowed me like through Tony, uh, Tony's help as like, you know, director and like had a plot for me to do certain things that like, you know, because he really liked the idea of like my character being bad, but like everybody else was kind of like, I guess so forthcoming, like out of game that their characters were like up to no good. And I was like, no, my character's good. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then to Tony, I would go and be like, I'm going to do this thing. I, like, I'm telling you so you know. But, you know, so if people ask, like, you know, what happened, like, you know, they're not, like, surprised or, you know, it makes sense that, like, such and such thing, like, disappeared from such and such place. And, you know, that people aren't just, people aren't just, people aren't just, like, stealing, like, objects, you know, to really, like, steal them, like, in real life or whatever. And I would give them back through, through that way. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think I was, like, allowed to do a lot of things that I think other people weren't allowed to do. 
So and I, and so I think that part of that was the reason, you know, I got pulled on to, pulled on the plot, uh, even though I'd only been to like, I think like six or seven games, even if that. Yeah, we, that we, we hadn't even been LARPing a year and um, they pulled Joseph on the plot. Um, and then I actually got um, picked to be, uh, I logistics. guess, play, logistics and like player relations um, because I was pretty neutral and, and well liked, and they they kind of needed someone who could you know connect with the with the players because um, there was kind of a, a, a disconnect between staff and players. Um, it's mm-hmm. one of the things we try to um, avoid at, at Frontier Dawn because we kind of saw how that disconnect between staff and players can really um, put a strain on a growing game. Um, staff should feel approachable mm-hmm. um, without overwhelming them. So that's why we have uh, one of the things we did at Frontier Dawn was um, we have our staff characters. So we don't play PCs. We don't have like a separate NPC and PC are staff character is with the town growing with the town we quote unquote fight alongside the town struggle alongside the town um, and guide them with them um, without being um, what do they call it when you uh, monster baiting (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like something else but i think i know what you mean yeah um you know so but we'll be we'll be on the town like my one character freya will lead stealth missions so um what is it uh your um torn he leads you know he'll help with like more battle heavy stuff um you know we'll have crafters that will go out with you and like help you forage and uh it kind of creates you can in game without dropping character ask staff or ask them for help or figuring out what's wrong you know you can go up and be like what does this potion do i can in game tell you yeah Um, that's clever yeah i think i wrote like who was it that asked me what a um asked me, Basil asked me what three components did and I couldn't remember because we just changed it in the millionth rewrite of the rule book. Um, so I was leaving, <laughs> I was leaving for another shift and I scribbled on a piece of paper and rolled it up in a little scroll and then, you know, awkward, socially awkwardly, you know, went up and said, you know, the answer to your questions and then just like sprinted off as my character would do because she doesn't like talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a little scroll he opened it up and he, he thanked me for it afterward because it was in you know you know as close to like an elvish type you know handwriting i could muster in game he kind of just like you know here's a clarify on what these things did and like my my printed you know my hand print and he was like that was really cool meanwhile they asked Torin what something does and he's just like why don't you drink it and find out <laughs> eat it <do> it <laughs> it's the best <laughs> way to learn right Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's, um, um, the best thing is, uh, is in game, um, like Torin doesn't have like taste buds, like as like part of his character, he can't actually taste anything. So I guess it'd be kind of a spoiler for you, but, but, uh, you probably hear it in game anyway, is that I like to get, I like, you know, characters like these little like role play moments where they're like, Oh man, like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. You should like smell it or you should like taste it. And then. It'd be like, what happens like when I taste this or smell this? And I'm like, it makes you gag or like, you know, you know, like you're sick to your stomach, like, you know, for the rest of the event um, kind of thing. <laughs> just as like little RP things that I throw at players and turns like, you know, I just, whatever it is, I'll just like gulp it down and be like, yeah, it didn't taste like anything. Mm. <laughs> 
that's funny. Now I like little uh, character traits that, you know, there's not like a gameplay element to it, but it gives you these role play things that are fun. It just adds flavor to a character or whatever. Players like it. it gives them something to ham up. Yeah. I think that was something when we were researching, like, you know, to, to play the game and stuff like that, and how to make like a good character, you know, just research like how like authors of books and stuff like that, how they create like characters and different stuff like that. And, you know, it's sort of like we got this idea um, before like, you know, LARPing where we would like make up this like questionnaire, um, this like simple questionnaire where it's like, you know, what's your, fa- what's your character's favorite color or, you know, what's their greatest fear or, you know, their favorite food, like just kind of write a little, a little write up of all these little things. Like one of my characters, Wink, who is a, an, and a peta a like cat, a cat type like race a yeah like kajits pretty much and they were mischievous and um she i was just like filling out that form that i kind of always do with all my characters and i was like she's definitely afraid of and i put pumpkins and the rationale being that <laughs> like no fruit or vegetable should be that large like it's just unnatural <laughs> why would why would that happen in nature um and it never really came up until one event where they had these pumpkin things attacking and it just clicked and they came out and wink just like lost it was just like gone like would not come out was like under a table like just hissing like just just went into full cat mode um and no one could like figure out why it was this whole thing like healers ran over like have you been hit with something and i'm like no i just have an eight pumpkins <laughs> and just in a corner like just the great and it was just this um i just remembered that i did that and it kind of that's how my character would have would have reacted to that um so yeah, yeah i had this yeah and that's something i had for mugen sarig was like i had this like wh- whatever the trigger would be for you know mugen like <sighs> This town sucks. <laughs> you know, that was like Mugen's voice. And then like uh, the transition would be to Sarek, who was like uh, this kind of like Joker, Harley Quinn-esque kind of personality that was the exact opposite. And the mm. trigger was like, usually something that would be like, you know, that would dull Mugen's senses enough to the point where he couldn't stop this other personality from surfacing. So if I would fall asleep in game, um, and got woken up or whatever it would be yeah i you know i would i would be like it would it would it would sarah would come out and people would be like what the fuck like there would be these moments where people would be like who the fuck is this this is like not the same person <laughs> and you know when we got into fights and i when i got into fights as like sarah or whatever i wasn't trying to win the battle i was trying to fuck with people like uh, was, sorry i don't know for a lot of curse <laughs> yeah, sure. um but it was funny because once this character began the 40, to... 42 minute mark if you want to bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, once he started really switching those two characters, because more triggers began to happen, um, new players would come in and they would meet you when you were in Sarag mode. Yeah. And then other people knew you as Mugen. And so people would be like, oh, the, the red guy, like the red archer, um, the red ranger. We joked that there were the different yeah. power rangers because he was red. There was a red ranger. There was Arcus, who always was wearing green. He was the green ranger. There was a uh, ranger, right? It just kept kind of going. It was yeah. just like, uh, they're like the Red Ranger guy. And they, they would talk about his personality. So you'd have these two players being like, oh, when I met him, he did this. And someone's like, no, no, no. We must not be talking about the same person. <laughs> People would get very confused because they would meet him as his 
one character, but he'd be different thing. Yeah, way to go. You confused all those poor all those poor players. It was good though because no, it wasn't so confusing. Um, <laughs> it wasn't confusing. It made me people want to like interact with my character more for whatever reason. Um, but when people would role play with me on on the uh, on the forums or whatever, it was easier to switch back and forth between both. And actually at some sometimes, you know, on the forums I did a thing where like uh, the first time I ever went on the forums because I was like kind of afraid and I kind of felt like there was this like kind of like weird thing about it. Uh, I just felt like weird. For, for, forum RP seemed yeah. to be See, that's where I was comfortable. I used to do like forum RP. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> As a different episode. Yeah. But, I, but my first like thing going into forum RP was um, it was actually a private not like a private like uh. RP, but like there was like a group of characters who were part of like this like they were like black masks. I think they were wasn't the crows. It was something some kind of bird, right? Magpies. They were called magpies. That's and so they were all part of this group, and they were trying to actually in game get me to join their group um, at different times. Like they kind of like hinted to me, but like as my character, like he didn't want to outwardly be a part of anything like mischievous or you know player cover cloak and dagger because like the character actually was cloak and dagger already that's right true cloak and dagger yeah <laughs> cloak and dagger the cloak and daggers <laughs> when we did the when they were doing the forum rp they were all trying to talk to this one character in the jail that they had like kind of captured it was like this big bad like kind of like evil guy and he was like the direct threat to like the magpies and i thought this was really interesting so it was the first time i kind of like jumped out of like true cloak and dagger and i jumped on the forums and i kind of did this thing like and i i think a couple of people were like not really happy with it but way to go uh my character was like a, a spellbender as well but like nobody in the game knew that i was i never mm. used those abilities in front of anybody um so i used the ability quote unquote in the forum to get into the jail without anybody seeing me you could like teleport a couple distance and i think you had the one where you could go through walls yeah so yeah. i like appeared in the jail cell like on top of his like table that he had in the jail cell and like i was like dark and in the shadow or whatever and so like we had this like interaction with this you know uh this person ramsey and like he's like great at forum rp and he just rolled with it and you know it was like really cool so it was great because like at the time, like nobody tried to like sneak into like the jail. They were just like watching this interaction between me and him going on. And then I sort of like somebody was like, and I'm walking down the stairs and like coming into like, you know, into the jail cell. And I did this thing where like, you know, I hid in the shadows and these two people like were having, everybody was having conversations with this person trying to get them to confess. And I'm in the corner, like listening to it all. And they don't know I'm there, quote unquote, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys have certainly done a lot with your, it seems, you know, comparatively short time in LARPing and kind of talked a little bit about your characters. Are they like ever in a relationship in game also or try to avoid that to kind of mix things up or? Yeah, we try to avoid it. Um, I think our, our characters accidentally ended up together. <laughs> oh, I think it like at, at times it seems at, to me like if you come into game in a relationship like with another character like you know who you're in a relationship like outside a game like it's pretty easy to like pull off um because you're already in a relationship you already know you're like 
you know, social cues and whatnot. Um, but for whatever reason, I think we decided like for our first characters, we didn't want to do something like that because we felt like it would be like a crutch where as much as like we were doing this thing together, like as a couple to, you know, to have fun and experience, we didn't want to be like, I guess like an, an impedance to each other um, to really get to like explore, you know, LARPing or the plot of the game. If we were like always having to be like around each other and be like a couple, mm. I think, you know, at least for our first characters, it was, it was a decision that we made to just kind of be like, if we had to be like, we could be like in opposite places. And yeah. We were, we were connected. We kind of came in together and we were a bit of an odd uh, match. Um, but I kind of hired uh, Mugen as my, my bodyguard. Cause I wasn't really a fighter. I was a, I was a healer and I threw spells and that was it. So yeah. he was the tank and I was the healer. There was that stereotype there. Um, we weren't really connected. You know, he would, he would defend me and protect me and I would, you know, keep, but, his, keep his secrets. Yeah. And she like knew about my split personality. She actually hated the, uh, like in game, her character, like hated the other, yeah, like, the other personalities. Started. So when he would switch, I would just be like, Ugh, I just walk away. Like I'm not dealing with this person. <laughs> um, I felt also that, um, I didn't want, I didn't want to come in with a character whose relationships were so developed that they couldn't develop relationships freely um i kind of wanted to see where the game would would take my would take my character um mm-hmm. and i felt like we were a couple it might have been harder for people to then approach us um and really be able to like interact with with other players freely um kind of un unhindered um yeah so i think for the first couple events uh, we kind of got pulled in different directions and then we would kind of like meet up every now and then. And I'd see him like across the battlefield and it'd be like, Hey, you're over there. And I'm doing this thing here. Um, but we always came back with, with crazy, crazy stories to, to tell. I think at one point you technically played my dad. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a little, what was that? when I was, um, I was the, the fawn. Um, I was Oa and oh, you yeah. were father Silvis and we didn't quite know. We just kind of took on these characters. They were plot characters and, um, you were they were the, the they were the gods in the game, so to speak. I was a I was a demigod. So then someone was like, you know that Father Silvis, you know the god of like nature and animals and all that jazz, you know is your is your dad, right? And I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then uh, I think we still have never played characters that were together until Frontier Dawn. It was accidental. Um, so we were going <laughs> to leave early. And I had left my cloak, it was raining, and I'd out of game left my cloak at our cabin where our stuff was. And I was trying not to break immersion, but I was as my staff character, who's a little bobbin named Rosalind, who's really sweet and loves flowers and potions and all that. And he was Torin, who's this, you know, wishling, this fearsome, you know, pretty much army veteran who's now retired and got a desk job and he wanted to fight some more. So they sent him on this Frontier Dawn mission. And he's like, well, sort of. I mean, that's not really the story. So, um, so I wanted to tell him that my shift was ending and I wanted him to go bring the cloak. So I wanted to say this in game. So I walked up to him without dropping character and was like, Torin, dearest. So I call everyone dear or something like that, pet name. Um, I need you to get my cloak from, and then I realized I was going to say our cabin. So I just kept rolling with that, our cabin. 
To which one of the players looks up and gets really confused. And I was like, I left it there last night. Joseph <laughs> 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 just <laughs> in foreign. He's just like, yes, you did. I'll get that for you. <laughs> Will you be going back to the cabin later tonight? <laughs> like, I will see you there. And then so we, we played <laughs> out this like awkward romance kind of thing going on between our two characters. <laughs> and players funny. overheard it. So now I guess uh, Rosalind and Torrin are, are shacking up. But yeah, that was kind of the closest our, our characters ever got to be in a relationship and in game. Everyone now knows we're... <laughs> We're a, we're a couple. Uh, good time. I think I tried to one of my characters. I was like, I'll try and get an in-game relationship going. And he just totally shut me down. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty dedicated to what my characters would believe. Like, it's an actual like, <laughs> relationship that they could have. I failed to I don't remember my what character it was. But like, I was like, this isn't going to work. This character doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. That's true. It's I funny. thought he would make for me but no <laughs> may so, I ask yeah, I, does that uh does that cause fights at home later like hey man you <laughs> screwed up my what i was trying to do and you're like sorry my character wouldn't do it like i don't care what your character would do <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, so many times. <laughs> I don't think so i don't think there's ever really been a moment where we've kind of been at odds with each other like in game that like is really caused a fight like it's been more like kind of like a laugh that we've kind of had because I think like sometimes on the outside, because we're a couple, I think like people like would expect that like, okay, yeah, they're going to do the couple thing. And then when it turns out that like, you know, if those, you know, those few people who have witnessed it or whatever, they're like, Oh wow. They didn't go that route at all. <laughs> or like we, our characters will betray each other in game. If that's where like the <laughs> plot like permits, like we set marriage. Yeah. Was, which was, which was, yeah. Which is kind of the funny thing with like Torin and, you know, a little, the little bobbin. You don't even know clerk. my name. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a flame. That's Torin. <laughs> just remember my name. We didn't His exchange. Character names. didn't even ask how old Torin was. I mean, dude's like over, matter. over, you know, a couple hundred years I don't, old. I don't, I don't see age. <laughs> I don't see numbers. <laughs> this is so like television drama. It's great, you guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> a soap opera. It, it really is. Yeah, and now the, now the kids larp too. Awesome. Well, we got some awesome stories from you guys and uh, learned a bit more about your play styles and what it's like gaming together. I think we covered a bit more community stuff, which is kind of cool because um, that's, you know, it's important to some couples, maybe not all, but uh, to find something you can do together and connects on different levels. Um, sometimes it's harder when you're two people instead of just, you know, yourself. You can kind of do whatever you want, but uh, when you're together and you're trying to take care of each other and um, do things together. Sometimes that can be hard, but it's cool to find something you both can really enjoy and both really get into. And it seems like you guys complement each other well. So it's pretty cool. Maybe try. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Still hard. Well, thanks for your time guys. Um, appreciate you sharing with us. And I'm sure it sounded like we could have talked about 10 different things that you guys brought up. So I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> it's great talking with you guys. Alrighty, thanks a lot, Joe and Felicia. It was uh, a lot of fun talking to you guys, and it was cool to hear stories just about your experiences LARPing and whether they were actually related to the topic or not. That doesn't matter. But it was just fun to hear some stories of 
you know, what you guys have experienced together and different LARPs and some of the things you can encounter when LARPing, which is cool. I think actually it ended up almost more of a like community LARPing, you know, like finding who you are and for them being a couple, it was finding their place in a community as a couple. Right. So whether that's individually or with a couple. And that's that's been nice for me too, is finding a group of people, like-minded individuals that you can have fun with and share an interest with has been nice for me too. And my girlfriend has actually commented that we set out to do this together and we haven't done everything together. <laughs> there have been a few... In game, game, you mean? Uh, you know, there have been a few mods she did herself, or she's kind of started to bond with some people that I haven't got too much of a chance to talk to. And last event we went to, she was taking pictures, so she was busy doing that instead of playing. So, uh, so yeah, even if you set out to do that, sometimes it doesn't always work out, but we're still enjoying it. And, uh, we're gonna keep at it. It's a hobby to do together. Definitely. Alrighty. Well, hopefully, all of you LARPers and your significant others can enjoy a game together. Uh, thanks again, Joe Felicia, and for Frontier Dawn for having an awesome game. But uh, with that, anything else, Evan? Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> you know the drill? <laughs> yeah, do all that fun stuff. Yeah. Alrighty, thanks, and uh, we'll see you next time. Should we have a dumb catchphrase? Like, three, two, one, lay off, but... Hold... <laughs>